Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So we get into the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to change our lives, and we want to apply the Word. I hope as you come here each day and join us as we get into the Word of God, I hope you're thinking how you can put it into action. Uh, it's not just to be known or even understood. Belief always should produce action. Faith should produce action in our lives. And so we want to be doers of the word and not merely hearers. Well, today, we've been all week, we've been talking about evangelism for those who aren't evangelists. And I realize that some people are very good at sharing their faith. Words come easily to them. I'm in that camp, to be honest. I realize not everyone's like me, not everyone uh, or, or like like that. Not everyone can easily share their faith. Sometimes words come hard to them. Sometimes they feel rusty. Sometimes they don't know what to say. And so this series has been called Evangelism for Those Who Aren't Evangelists. And we've been giving some tips here about how God is working. And all evangelism is, is really it's just telling, the, telling others the good news about Jesus and what takes the pressure off is to realize that God is already going ahead of us. God is already working in those people around us. God is working in your network of relationships. He's already ahead of you. All you need to do is discover what God is doing and simply cooperate with him. And in that sense, yes, it takes some boldness, it takes some courage, it takes some initiative. But on the other hand, you're not alone in this. You're what, you're going with God. And if you got God on your side or more accurately, if you're on God's side, that's pretty good. Today, we want to talk about, well, who who's to do this? Who's to share this good news? And in Psalm 107, verse 2, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Have you been redeemed by the Lord? Have you been saved? Are your sins forgiven? Has Christ come into your life? Well, say so. That's what it's saying. Open your mouth. Tell somebody about it. Now, I'm, I believe that you can start by telling other Christians. That's a safer thing to do. Tell Christians how God has saved you. Tell some people who would agree with you. Tell some people who would be excited about what you've, what you've, uh, how you've come to Christ. Tell some people that, first of all. But don't leave it at that. My friends, there is a tremendous need in our world of telling the gospel to others. There's a, our world's in trouble. Our world is in trouble. Our culture is in trouble. Our society is in trouble. Our families are in trouble. Our churches are in trouble. We're in the, these are these are difficult days where there's a lot of challenge. I'm sure you see it. And what's the answer? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now, we want to talk today about our testimony, and our testimony is simply our story, how Christ has changed our life. And we want to tell others about that. We're redeemed. We want to tell others what he's done. We want to declare the, the glory of the Lord, the beautiful things, the wonderful things God has done for us. Now, I often make a point on this channel that Christianity is based on objective evidence. And I believe that. And when I'm on campus, I often make this point that Christianity is true. It's It's true. I contend that Christianity is not true because it works, rather that it works because it's true. Now, when we talk about it working, this is what we call subjective evidence. The fact that Christianity is true, we say it is, it is objectively true. 
Our Christian faith is based on some unchangeable realities. Jesus is the Son of God. That's true. He did die for our sins. That's true, whether you believe it or not. And he did rise from the dead. That's true, whether someone accepts it or not. It happened. It's true. These are objective evidences. But never discount the importance of your testimony, even though it is subjective. What do we mean by subjective? It's your experience. It's your. It's how you feel. It's, it's something that, that you can't say this is true for every person. Oh, it's true for you. This is when people say that, this is true for you, not for me. They're talking about your subjective experience. And yes, hopefully you've had a subjective experience of salvation with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is subjective. The foundation is objective. The experience is subjective. And I want to encourage you, never discount that subjective experience. The reality is most people make their decisions based on subjective experiences. We live in a world where people say, I, I do something or I believe something because I feel it. And that's just a reality. Our faith is based on more than that, but that's what many people base their, their decisions upon. And your testimony can have a powerful effect on, on someone saying, I want that. I want what you have. I want the experience that you've had. And so this is powerful. We want you to share it. Now, in the Bible, John chapter 9 is a great example of, of a testimony. Here was a man born blind. The disciples said, was this man born blind because of his sin or his parents' sin? Why was this? And Jesus said, no, it's to display the works of God. And then he went to the man, he spit on the ground, made some mud, made some clay out of mud, wiped it on the man's eyes. Whoa, that's strange. That's weird. Put the mud on the man's eyes, say, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And the guy did it. I, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he went screaming, shouting, what are you doing? You put mud in my eyes. I'm a blind man. You're taking advantage. I don't know what he thought, but he went and he washed. And when he washed, he received a sight. And this had quite an impact. His experience, his testimony, this miracle had quite an impact on those around. In John 9, the people were saying, is not the, this the, is not this the one who used to sit and beg? They knew who he was. He was a blind beggar. And now he had his sight and he was walking around. He could see. And the people were, the people were noticing he had a testimony. He had an experience with the living Christ. And the experience meant that he could now see. And the people noticed this. This tells me one important thing. Our testimony is often the most significant and important early in our Christian life. People see the change in us. If you're older and you've been around following Christ for a while, say like I have been, you've got to go back and think what it was like beforehand, and you've got to explain that to people. And to be honest, I think sometimes people doubt that we really were the way we say we were. We, they doubt the descriptions we have because they've never known us like that. My wife hasn't even ever known me as a non-Christian and what I was like as a non-Christian. And the truth is, there is only a handful of people in my world today, very few, very few, who even knew me as a non-Christian. And so 
uh, our testimony is often most powerful. And if you're a new Christian, a young Christian, listen, share your testimony, share what Christ has done. This is the time it's most powerful. Later on in life, you'll probably do more of sharing evidences and and the defense of the faith and why it's true. Now the most powerful thing is your story, okay? Well, anyway, they said, isn't the blind, this the blind man? And so they asked him, how did you, aren't you the blind guy? And he answered, how, they said, how did you get your sight? And he said, the man who is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went away and washed and I received sight. I received sight. That was his story. And notice the story was really more about Jesus than about him. They wanted to know, how did you receive your sight? And the first thing he said was the man, Jesus, the man who's called Jesus. This is an important thing to understand about our testimony. The story is, you're telling the story of how your life has changed. But the story isn't really about you. The story's got to be about Jesus. This is important. Sometimes I hear testimonies, and they really are all about just the person. And they're interesting. You might want to listen to them. But a good testimony becomes about Jesus. We'll see how in just a moment here. Well, it went on in John 9. They had further discussion with him. They started saying, well, we know this man's a sinner. He couldn't have really healed. You know, how he, God's not with him. And they wanted to enter into theological debate with him. Now, obviously, the blind man wasn't capable of doing that. He, he was a brand-new convert. He was arguing with the scribes and Pharisees. These people knew the, the law. They knew the Torah. They knew the Scripture. And he didn't know any of this stuff. He had just been a blind beggar. And so they wanted to argue with him about, you know, is Jesus really a legitimate prophet or not? And they said he wasn't. And the blind man's answered, whether he's a sinner— I don't know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. My friends, that's powerful. That's powerful. You can't argue with a testimony. You can't argue with this. And people want to argue with us to defend their unbelief. They want to argue to justify their unbelief. Your testimony, your story, don't get sucked into it. If you've got a good testimony, if you were blind and now you see, if you were lost and now you're found, if you were on the path of destruction and now you're on the path of life and there's a difference in your life, be careful not to get sucked into intellectual arguments that diminish the power of your testimony. People want to do this to defend their unbelief. Be like this guy. I don't know the answer to your question. You say the Bible's filled with contradictions? I don't know. All I know is I was lost, now I'm found. I was blind, now I see. You say the Bible says this. You say, what about this? What about that? I don't know. All I know is I was blind, and now I see. Some of you, stick to your testimony. Stick to your testimony. Stick to your story. Tell the story of Jesus, how he's changed your life, okay? Now, if you want to give a testimony, I think there should be three parts to it, and I'll run over these kind of quickly, okay? Number one is what were you like before Christ? Number two, how did you come to Christ? And number three, what's happened since you're in Christ? I encourage you to follow a specific theme. Maybe you were an angry person. before, And you describe, before Christ, I got so angry about so many things. During this time, you don't need to go into a ton of details. 
All your purpose is here is to relate to the listener. Help them understand maybe, yeah, I, I, I felt that way. I've had that problem. So you might say, I was an angry guy. I got angry at my wife, got angry at my kids, got angry at my friends, got angry at people. I just got so angry. That might be all you need to talk about. You might say you were lonely. You might say you had an addiction. You might say you were, you were stuck in something. You might say you had no purpose, any number of things. But try and think of something in your life that has changed and what you were like before Christ. The, the, the heart of what you want to share is how you came to Christ. Point two, share, share how you heard the gospel. Share what it was. What verses may, meant something to you? Was there an illustration that helped you understand who Christ is or what he did for you? And this is the heart. This is what should take the time in your message. This is where the focus ought to be. This is where the blind man went from saying, I was blind, to saying, the man Jesus did this to me. He made the mud, put it on my eyes, told me to go wash. I did it, and I changed. You want to focus on what Christ has done, the work of Christ in your life, and how you came to understand that. And finally, how that's changed. You might say, I still have problems with anger, but nothing like I used to. God has changed me. Or I used to really, I, I still at times feel lonely, but when I do, I have the sense of God's presence with me and the confidence to go make new friends. Whatever you would say. The point being, before, how you met Christ and how he's changed you. Now, quickly, I want to add this. I believe that I've got numerous testimonies. You probably do, too. What do I mean? Does that mean I got saved many times? No. It means I've seen God work in my life many times. God has done many things to change me. And as a result, I can relate to a lot of people in life. I can relate to a person who's bored with church. I can relate to a person who grew up in a church. They, they, they appreciate what they learned. I can relate to a person who had anger, loneliness, lack of purpose. I can relate to a person who was, who's thought they were good and didn't even need salvation because they were better than most people. I can relate to, to all kinds of people because that's who I was, not just in my salvation, but in my spiritual growth. We, I've got many before how Christ changed me and after. I'll bet you you do too. Think through your life. Think through how God has changed you. Think of the, 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 the experiences you've had. And then watch out. Be on the alert. God will guide you to people who have faced similar problems. And you can say to them, wow, you know, I really sympathize with you. I empathize. I, I, I had that same problem. And I know how bad it was. And some, something Jesus did in my life really changed that. Can I tell you about it? And, um, and see if they will allow you. And if so, share your testimony. It might be something that God did in your life in la- a month ago, and you've been saved for years. It's still part of your testimony, okay? Father in heaven, we thank you that you have redeemed us, and we want to say so. We want to tell the world what you've done. We want to tell that old, old story of how Christ has changed our lives. I pray, Father, for the boldness to open our mouths and share what you've done. I pray, Lord, for the wisdom to understand how to do it. Lord, our stories are not boring. None of us have a boring testimony. Every one of us has something that relates to people out there. We, every one of us has common temptations, common failures, common needs with people in the world. 
and you've made a difference in our lives. Help us know how to share that in a way that is persuasive, encouraging, inspiring, and draws people to the man Jesus who made all the difference in our lives. We pray that we'd be like that blind man and we'd help us to avoid unnecessary arguments and simply to testify of the goodness of God in our lives. Lord, help us to be aware of opportunities to share the gospel. Help us to have our spiritual eyes open and our antenna up. Help us, Lord, to be careful to hear when people express needs in their lives that you can meet. And then when those doors are opening, they're cracked open just a bit. Help us to step through them. Give us that courage to share the gospel with others. This is the answer. It's what they need, and we have it. And we thank you for giving it to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thanks for being with me, folks. We come here every day and get in the Word of God, and I hope this week has been helpful to you. And we again, we want to be doers of the Word. The world needs what we've got. Let that sink in. The world needs what we've got. Last night in our small group, we were talking about how certain wealthy people are influencing our world. There are billionaires out there that are influencing our world. But you know what? People need what you've got, and you can give it to them for free. It's the gospel. God bless you. So glad to have you along. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you subscribe to the channel and make it a habit to come here every day. Join us live or later in the day or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. And to you who are here every day, I love you. So glad to have you along. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.